0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the
2: Packs What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein, and I am getting a cold, so I probably do not sound very exhilarated. My throat is uh, not doing great, but that's okay, because there's not that much to talk about. I mean, we we had a Super Bowl. That was really exciting, but this is a Packers podcast, and the Packers were nowhere close to the Super Bowl. So, (laughs) Um, Perry, obviously, now, you know, it's Tuesday. The Chiefs have beat the Eagles in Super Bowl 57 it was a really good game a little controversial towards the ending but really high scoring something that we kind of talked about you know going into this episode was that we thought this one could go either way but that it could come down to the very end so did did Super Bowl 57 live up to your expectations as a football fan
1: I enjoyed it. I don't even think the call at the end was that controversial. Like, sure, would have been nice for the Eagles to get some time to see if they could do anything, but I still think the Chiefs win. So I feel fine about it. I thought it was a great game. I was a little shocked at how the neither defense, like, really showed up. I mean, the Chiefs got gifted a fumble recovery for a touchdown. I don't think they necessarily really did all that much for that one. I was a Jalen Hurts boo-boo, but like, it, this was an offensive game. For it, it really was.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the things we talked about, right? Like who do you give the edge to? And I think in a game of this caliber, it felt like it was going to come down to Patrick Mahomes. And I know, you know, he took a shot and he was limping at one point and it was like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> like you could just feel like, you know, the tension building there, but there was no way that he wasn't going to, finish the game you knew that was going to happen and I agree with you I think once it got down to those final couple minutes it just felt like the Chiefs had the experience and they had the poise and you knew Patrick Mahomes was going to get him down the field I thought um, like one of the really interesting parts of this game we talked about the defensive line right and we said whichever offense is able to kind of hold up and get things rolling would be the tail for this game and we both were just saying like you know this Eagles defense is so impressive we talked about their front as, you know, the perfect example of what we wish the Packers defensive front could be a couple weeks ago on our episode about Packers needs and zero sacks, zero sacks against Patrick Mahomes. I thought that was insane for that Eagles defense and, you know, a nod to the Chiefs offensive line for doing their job.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was any sacks on either side, unless I'm mistaken, but this was a very clean game from – both offensive lines Um, you could even see on some of the, I don't think the chiefs took nearly as many deep shots as the Eagles did, but you could just see when both quarterbacks are going back to pass, like dropping back, like they had pretty nice clean pockets. It was a, it was just like impressive all around from the trenches point of view. Although I'm sure both defensive lines would, um, you know, begged to differ that they wish they had gotten home once or twice, but I just do find it really interesting. And I was thinking about this um, yesterday after the game, like how much the Eagles invested in that defensive line, how much money, how much cap space, how much like trade value, all of it. And it obviously got them the one seed and they're the third, most dominant defensive line in history, but it still didn't mean anything when it comes out to it. They didn't win the game. Um, and I just find it so interesting. Also, based off the episode we did a couple weeks ago, where we kind of looked at some similarities between all the winning teams in terms of like DVOA, et cetera, when it came down to it, it, it didn't matter.
2: Yeah, I, th- I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like you said, in, I think it was like the end of January, one of our episodes. And all the trends, you know, that we had looked at, recency bias, of course, is a thing. But going back to 2014, the, the team with the better defense as far as points against won every Super Bowl. And so, you know, by all accounts, this was a game for the Eagles to win. And, you know, even, you know, if you look at history, like the first and second ranked offenses and points for traditionally don't do well in the Super Bowl. Well, the Chiefs add the number one ranked offense so it just felt like all those random fluky things were stacked against the Chiefs and then they still came out on top so it was really interesting kind of from that perspective of like bucking the trends where I think maybe this one just came down to experience at the end and you know I think you know we always say oh this coach will get back or oh these coaches are experienced and these players will get back but I do feel like the Eagles have the potential to come back, just like I I still don't think the window has closed for the Bengals either. Like these last couple teams that have lost the Super Bowl with young quarterbacks, definitely I think we'll see them again in the future.
1: No, the window is far from closed for anyone who has a quarterback on their rookie deal still, (laughs) or even in their first extension. Like Josh Allen has many, many years to get there. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. I was just like really incredibly impressed with the way Jalen Hurts played. Like you're talking about this. Yeah. The Chiefs, for the most part, have been there. Patrick Rahomes is definitely, I think, fully now in the conversation as becoming a great, you know, he's now a two-time winner, two-time Super Bowl MVP, real two-time regular season MVP. Like he, he, he's got, he's building up those accolades. But like Jalen was not being included in that conversation for just any of the top young quarterbacks. He's always talked about beneath, you know, the three that we've previously mentioned. And it's kind of been, I think like a little chip on his shoulder right? he's a third round pick. He's not, you know, one of these first round recruits that everybody was clamoring for. And he balled out in this game. He balled out, not only set a record for the most rushing touchdowns by by a quarterback, but he was dropping dimes, like absolute perfect placement in the tiniest window, only your can receiver go up and get it dimes in this game. I thought he passed the ball. He did pass the ball better than Patrick Mahomes, right? The Chiefs ran the ball better, and I think that's like ultimately a big part of their offensive success in this game, but like Jalen was falling out. So I think if anything, like this proves he deserves to be in that conversation and at least like top five QBs at the moment um, in terms of talent. But by far, the Eagles window is not closed, especially like we said, I think pre-show, like the NFC is still really wide open. Nothing. They have a couple free agents that they might lose. But I think for the most part, like this team is going to be fairly intact in an NFC next season that's still devoid of quarterback talent.
2: Yeah, I want to put a pin in that because I want to circle back to it. But before we wrap up talking about the Super Bowl, I think it's really interesting because I think you could, these last couple of years have almost been like a case study, right? Tom Brady and the Bucks, you know, you kind of throw that out the window, but you could say that, you know, you could argue that they went all in. The Chiefs had a really young Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, a lot of their team was draft and develop. Then you have the Bengals and, and the Rams, and the Rams have completely mortgaged their entire future. They went, got to the Super Bowl. And won the big game, you know. Now they don't have first-round draft picks until my child is forty-seven years old. Like what, you know? But they won the Super Bowl, and no fan would trade that, right? They want that ring. So then this year again, you have an Eagles team that is largely draft and develop young rookie quarterback on their or young quarterback on their rookie deal. And the flip side of that is the Chiefs obviously having a, a star-studded quarterback and a supporting cast that's pieced kind of together by free agency. So at least if you take, you know, the last couple Super Bowls into account, the free agency side right now seems to be winning over the draft and develop side, as far as getting to the Super Bowl. And that's not to say that that's always the case. We obviously know that that's not true, but I did think that was really interesting that we're talking about, you know, teams that have really like gone all out and reloaded as opposed to guys or teams that are waiting for their younger players to develop.
1: I don't know though, because both teams in this Super Bowl also have draft picks that just panned out really nicely, right? The quarterbacks, Devonta Smith was a was a draft pick. I mean, sure, they filled in some holes, but the Eagles still have like decent amount of cap space. So they didn't really like necessarily mortgage anything, but they did do a little bit of like an all-in move. But that's because they can, because their mm-hmm. QB is on their rookie deal. I mean, same with the Chiefs though, like Sky Moore draft pick. Um they went out and got MVS, but he wasn't that expensive. They went out and got Kadarius Tony, but not that expensive. I don't. I don't view the Chiefs as being like all in either. Um, I don't know. I think the Rams are just like a skewed case study on this one. But I will say, I do understand because draft picks are riskier. Like mm-hmm. You're you're going risk and reward, whereas I think with a free agent, you know what you're getting. So. If you know what you need you can go out and get it but this was just a weird one i feel like the top two the top team in either conference like very rarely actually makes it to the super bowl like one seed v one seed there's always some kind of upset but this year was just so cut and dry of, like who was the best like at least in the nfc like by far and away that like the eagles are never going to have an easier path to the super right. bowl right like, their window might be open And they might have the space and the ability to, like, still collect players. I mean, they have also a top 10 draft pick because they traded with the Saints. So, like, they're in a very, very good position. But there is no way that they're getting the Giants and the fourth string quarterback in the 49ers uh, as their path to the Super Bowl in the future.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Yeah, so I want to talk about that because, you know, we've been joking all offseason that we were not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers because it's all speculatory at this point. Obviously, he went on the Pat McAfee show and said that, you know, guys like Rappaport and Schefter know nothing about what's going on. And however you feel about all of that, whatever the speculation is, we don't know where Aaron Rodgers will play football in 2023. We don't know if he will play football in 2023. But looking at, you know, even the quarterback pictures, let alone the rest of those rosters, you said it earlier, the NFC is wide open and you can argue that like, yes, the Rams will get healthier. You know, the Eagles are still going to be contenders. The Cowboys are on the upswing. The giants, you know, probably are going to have a better season, but then you look at the Packers own division, you've got the Vikings, the lions, but it's really wide open. You know, you could argue that Tom Brady left. He was probably what many would consider to be like the pinnacle of NFC quarterbacks. We talked about a pre-show. Jalen Hurts probably has the crown right now as far as best quarterback in the NFC. Without and then, so if you flip it then to the AFC, you've got, God, I mean, I swear, you know, there, there's just too many to list. You've got Josh Allen. You've got, obviously, you said two-time Super Bowl MVP and regular season MVP, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Justin Herbert. A lot, lot of young quarterbacks that are going to be around for a really long time. Lamar Jackson, unless something yeah. really crazy happens with his contract, <laughs> but Rogers, you know, his best bet is probably to stay in the NFC because the AFC is going to be a complete dog fight. And I don't know if he could realistically
1: get any team over the hump at this point. Yeah. I mean, if he, I mean, he also has said in past interviews that he wants to be somewhere where they can win. He does not want to be part of a rebuild. He is only going to really kind of, stay either in green Bay or presumably go to a spot that's more in like a win now mode, but I don't know what team is in win now mode. That's really only missing a quarterback Um, because anywhere that I don't know. I just think the quarterback away is, is not necessarily feels like a, a nice trope, but I don't know if it's necessarily real and you don't want to go to a conference with, I think I said this pre-show, Rodgers goes to the AFC and he's QB six at best, like at best. So based on at least the way he played in this past season. And so if he doesn't want to win, I mean, if he wants to win, right. His goal right now is to win. Yeah. You're going to go to a tougher conference because the, the, where this is stemming from, right. Is that, context is that the two I think like top destinations that people are speculating that he would go to are the Jets and the Raiders and again you could argue the Jets are simply a quarterback away they just you know they have offensive and defensive rookie of the year like they're very young they've got Salah they're on the up and up they just like simply don't have it in Zach Wilson or anyone else that's on the roster you are in a division where you're competing against Miami and Buffalo, right? Buffalo is by far and away the better team. Miami, who knows what Tua is going to be like when he comes back, but like you're competing in a very difficult division. Or you're going to the Raiders where you're competing in probably the toughest division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yes, you're back with Devontae Adams. That's why everyone's speculating that. They released Derek Carr today. It's Tuesday, February 14th. So his options... There's no like win-win option here. There's pros and cons in for all three, probably more cons if you start to grab in some more teams in this list. So it's an interesting decision on his part. I think all it's gonna come down to is what his priorities are at the moment.
0: You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
1: What are you doing later? Let's
2: drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think the really interesting thing that I haven't seen talked about too much, but I did start to see a little bit of today, was, you know, the idea that, Aaron Rodgers has finally like, quote unquote, broken in his receivers, right? We know it takes time for him to acclimate with his offensive weapons. He's finally starting to build a rapport with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Do you want to then go to a completely new team where you're not breaking in a relationship with just a couple players, but you're breaking in a relationship with a brand new coaching staff and a brand new, you know, offense and your entire offensive line and all of your pass catchers and your running backs? And, you know, I I think that he would be okay to do that. And obviously that's why a team like the Raiders is appealing because you're, Mm -hmm. you know, one of your all-time best weapons is on the roster already. And maybe you get to bring Randall Cobb along too. But I do think there's something to be said about Just the complete, you know, wide openness of the NFC and the fact that Rodgers has already built a rapport with a lot of players on that Packers roster. But I think one of the bigger questions, too, then is we don't know what the Packers roster in general is going to look like. So maybe he knows some things that we don't know behind the scenes, and that could also impact his decision because maybe he's not coming back to a roster that'll feel very familiar to him after free agency in the
1: draft. Well, that's, I think, part of it, right? Because he has also mentioned that he wants some of his guys back. And, like, to me, I'm like, why? You know, like, <laughs> honestly, he was wide open this season, too. And the Packers didn't even make the playoffs. So this roster isn't good enough, right? Uh, so if you want familiarity, sure. But, like, part of the game is turnover. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I just, like, part of the game is getting rid of guys who aren't producing and giving you the results that you want and moving on to new ones. So again, I think all the things you mentioned, coaching staff, weapons, winnability are all factors here, but I mean, Green Bay, I think in the three options that I mentioned are still probably the best destination, right? If you're taking into that account, even with changes in the offense, it's just a matter of if he, if those are going to sit well with him or not.
2: You know, the good news is that as we record this, there are only 205 days until the start of the 2023 NFL season. So those days will fly by before we can even uh, even think about it. But we've got obviously free agency coming up shortly. We've got the draft. We'll have a ton of draft content to talk about. Derek Carr being a free agent is a little bit fun. You know, for him, he gets to hit the free agency window and before, you know, like a month before everybody else does. I know that... I'm so curious where he's going to land. So I saw curious. the Panthers and uh, Saints looked like two of the biggest uh, names, and I think that would be really interesting. Because you know, Saints tried to trade for him, and
1: it, I don't know, they couldn't figure out a deal.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that was just more Derek Carr wanting to uh, screw over the Raiders a little bit on his way out. Good. But, yeah, I mean, and I think, obviously... Obviously the, the caveat here is that we're not putting Aaron Rodgers in the same category, but for the idea of being, you know, like a quarterback away, I think of teams like the Panthers and Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield were never, ever going to be Aaron Rodgers. So it's a completely different conversation, but I think when you think about bringing in a quarterback and what that does to the dynamic of a team, that can be really interesting as well. So I'd be curious to see what happens if a team like the saints were to bring in Derek Carr where there's already kind of an established nucleus And then you add a new quarterback. Sometimes it works really well. Other times it doesn't.
1: Saints could be really interesting for Aaron Rodgers also. Now that you mentioned that. But would, would the Packers, I think that's another question. Would the
2: Packers ever trade Aaron Rodgers in the NFC?
1: I think at this point, the Packers are willing to do a deal with him in good faith. And I think that includes trading within the NFC North. I mean, not the NFC North, within the NFC as a conference. Yeah. Obviously the ideal is to send him away, but also if you're ready to move on from him and you think that you have the better quarterback at the moment, do you care if he goes to an NFC contender opponent? Because you probably do, but I don't think that they have like the luxury of caring. I think there's also the idea of like, whoever gives you the best deal.
2: So the really, really interesting thing about that is that the Packers actually play the NFC South. In 2023, so they would be hosting the Saints at Lambeau. And now I know we're completely... I don't, think the, but...
1: have, I don't think the Saints have the cap space to take on its contract. I mean, who does? <laughs> Not the Packers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, the away game, obviously, the Packers play the Raiders away. That would be kind of fun. I know a lot of Packer fans are traveling regardless because it's Vegas, and that's fun. But, yeah, a lot of really interesting teams on the roster. The Buccaneers, you know, nobody's talking about the Bucks, but... They're coming yeah. to Lambo in 2023. But uh, I think we've done enough personally speculating about Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll come back to the Packers and that'll just be, yeah, we'll find out at the end of the darkness retreat, I guess.
1: I guess so. I'm <laughs> for it. I hope he enjoys his uh, meditative state. I think I would probably go crazy.
2: Yeah, I don't know if yeah. I can do four days in the dark. Um,
1: any final thoughts, Super Bowl 2022 season
2: as a whole, before we just, you know, close this book and get ready for 2023
1: weird season very very strange season um that's all <laughs> weird yeah. season. this uh the season was filmed in the upside down and uh the script was really weird so maybe we'll get a better except experience. for the fact that the chiefs won the super bowl that was like the most normal thing that happened this season
2: yeah i think that was like when everybody you know re from the upside down and came back to the normal world but No spoilers. Um, We'll see what happens next season. We have plenty to talk about, obviously. Like I said, the 2023 season kicks off in 205 days. So we'll have a lot, a lot of changes and moves that happen. In the meantime, we'll have brand new Packers to talk about in that time frame. We'll be back, of course, next week talking about, who knows, free agency, the draft, something Packers related, potentially an Aaron Rodgers decision. That would be pretty cool. Um, But thank you, as always, for listening to Packs What She Said. Remember to download... The episodes everywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Leave us comments and good feedback. And thank you again. Go up. Go, Go Paco. Go.